everybody, and welcome to this surprise episode of A Theater Near You. Uh, the group of us went to go see the new Fast and Furious movie. We've all been watching Fast and Furious movies lately, so we decided to do a little roundtable. Uh, however, it was around a, uh, a single microphone, so the sound quality is... Uh, well, it's a little less than usual. It's not going to sound quite as good as my voice sounds right now. Uh, and also, it's definitely a, a little bit more... Uh, well, it's a little bit less structured, because, uh, well, it was a little late, and uh, we had just gotten out of that absolutely ridiculous movie. But anyway, uh, that's what you're about to hear. Uh, kind of minimal editing, just so I can pump this out as quick as humanly possible. Uh, please enjoy our rantings and ravings on the Fast and Furious series, which is, well, it's completely insane. Enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a theater near you. I am your host, Chris Randazzo, and joining me tonight is Helicopter on a String, Paul Giroux. That's what I'm here for, family. And able to lift a car with one hand, Sean Doyle. You forgot to take my car. <laughs> so we uh, we just got out of the theater watching Fast X, as we've uh, Paul has convinced me to watch all the movies 15 minutes at a time. I did that, and now I'm all caught up. Uh, I'm here with uh, Sean. We have special guest Greg in the background. Sean oh. and Greg have now decided they're going to start watching the movies in reverse order, so I can't wait to see how that pans out. But yes, we've all seen Fast X. Uh, it was Fast and Furious. This is a huge milestone for us. We we went to this movie, we raced home as fast as we could, and now we are doing <laughs> our first podcast in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> Hooray! Greg. Greg and my dog Naga. Mm-hmm. That's not true. Greg was here when we did the Rocky thing. That's true, but this he was like, milestone. <laughs> but he was in on the podcast. Then we announced him as like a special guest. Yeah. And he was here this time. He's just watching. He's refused to participate. He yeah. just wants to watch. I don't know why I said that like Vin Diesel. I'm sorry. <laughs> Didn't come out like Vin Diesel. Came out way worse. <laughs> All right, right. Um, so uh, I don't have all the information about How do we Fast even X. begin awesome. to unpack this? Fast and really Furious was released movie. on June 1st, 2024. <laughs> it's starring Vin Diesel, Michael Keaton, and <laughs> Tammy Lee Baker. I don't know. Um, it, its runtime is four hours and 17 minutes, and it was produced by a monkey wearing a coconut for a hat. Excellent. We all stopped the Cheeto Burrito on the way there, which is my favorite burrito place. Uh, we all ate delicious food, and then we went to watch this movie. We showed up at the theater as the movie started. It was amazing timing. We thought we were going to get there and have to sit through like a half an hour of trailers, but no. And we weren't even that late. We were only a couple minutes late. Yeah, they start on time there, apparently, with the nice cozy seats that reclined really far, oh, yeah. farther than I thought they were going to. That and then they, true. they start coming up right at the end. It's like it tilts back. That it does this weird thing which starts lifting up your ass a little bit. Yeah, they are they're they're comfy seats. This was the greatest movie going experience for me of all time. That like, is a bold statement. I got sir. To, I got to see it with you guys. We skipped all the previews. Those recliners were far superior to any other recliners. And this movie is the greatest movie ever made. <laughs> Wait, before we get to the movie, real quick, I'm just gonna throw this out there. As we walked in, we saw the last preview, which was for Jaws. And nobody else... watched on this very podcast. Right. But it just seemed like the old preview for Jaws. Like, the date that came up wasn't like a future date, like they're re-releasing it. Maybe they are. But it just felt like it was the preview for Jaws that was there. I'm curious, like, you know, this 75. is... Do you think they just show classic trailers? Like That would kind of be cool. Better. Yeah, well, this is a relatively independent theater. It's like, I think it's part of a very small chain that's local. I wonder if they just do that. They just show... 
classy trailers sometimes. That's kind of cool. Yeah. It's cool to do. It's a really cool theater. I, it's where I went to go see Super Mario Brothers with uh, with my kids, um, which was also just a really magical, wonderful movie-going experience. There's people who work there, you know? Like, you go there and you talk to people and you, you show them things and they're usually pretty nice about it. They so. don't like it when I show them my thing. <laughs> That's what they tell you up front. But they're taking pictures and they're taking them home. All right. All right. <laughs> um... All right, we can talk about the movie now, Paul. Do you want to? You want? I mean, there's so much to say about so many. Oh, spoilers! I'm going to talk about the muffins, so be prepared. Oh, we're going to spoil every part of this movie. So yeah, there were some uh, some surprises, and we're going to spoil like ten other movies that you may or may not have seen. So, um, so yeah, spoilers, spoilers abound. Um, specifically, the the end credits, uh, the the. You know, just before the end credits and the mid credit sequence, there's... Was there a post-credits? Oh, I didn't stay... I didn't stay before, oh, but typically with these movies, there's not a post-credit. There's a mid-credit. Well, that's... typically with these movies, there's any... Right? There's... Anything could happen. Anything could oh, happen. Right, I gotta look it up, see if there was a post credit scene. There could have been a post credit movie. <laughs> it, could have been, it could have been the part two of this It could movie. be playing right now. Yeah. You just, just hung out. Know. They play right through. All right, while he's looking that up, I'll say this about the muffins, because I feel like this is a short, contained conversation. <laughs> that guy was pretty down to just eat the muffins even after he knew they had drugs in them, without knowing what drugs they are. Now, I don't know what this character was established to be in the future, but the guy was not subtle about saying, those muffins are full of drugs. Like, And he was just like... They're on a mission, it's dangerous, and they're like, yeah, I'm going to start eating this muffin. Now, once he started hallucinating, he stopped. Sure. But it seems like you're past the threshold then, right? I mean, you're just... Now, Pete Davidson, who called them Fun Muffins, he he's... He, he was... This was his first time appearing in a Fast and Furious movie. This, like... He, he is not a previously established character. But I guess because the guy is a pothead in real life that we were to... We were to get, like, oh, like, he's, he's selling hallucinogenic muffins, which he calls Fun Muffins. The guy that ate the muffins, Han... That guy's character in all the other movies always has food in his hand. Like, every single movie, he's got a bag of chips in his hand, he's got something in his hand that he's eating. And, like, in the fifth movie, they even say, like, like, Gal Gadot sizes him up and she's like, you're a former smoker. Like, you're always got to have something in your hand, you're always eating something. So, like, he's always eating something. It even materialized in the scene with Statham, where he pulls the chips out of his pocket and, like, Statham thinks he has a gun and... You know, action ensues. Right, sure, <laughs> um, but yeah, I the the it's weird that we're we're breaking out with the muffins first, but I guess you got to start somewhere. That whole scene was a little weird to me. Like uh, that whole that whole scene in that place with the muffins and with Roman throwing up that powder that I didn't understand what that was yeah. and it never got referenced again. Um, that whole scene was a little strange to me. Completely unnecessary. <laughs> oh, yeah. You could have cut that scene out of the movie and nothing would yeah, be no, different. Nothing would like, be you any different. You don't need a one-sentence reshoot if you just cut that scene. So um, I'm reading this Polygon article, and uh, it says that, um, no, there was no post-credits. Like, mm. after the, after the, uh, this, the mid-credits scene... Uh, Let's see. The, the, what they said here makes me makes me laugh. Uh, it says that uh, he shows up in the post credits cameo. Makes it clear he's on the hook for Fast 
11 or Fast X Part 2 or whatever the next movie of the series ultimately called. I'm hoping for Fast XX so the rumored third part of the finale act can be Fast Triple X, which will both cheekily link the Fast and Furious franchise to Vin Diesel's short-lived Triple X movie series and seriously mess with the Google rankings of pornographers who thought they'd have a field day with the Fast X. <laughs> I don't know who wrote this, but they uh, they have my uh, they have my respect. Tasha Robinson. Well done, Tasha Robinson. Credit where credit's due. Indeed. Game respects um, game. <laughs> okay, so... They did say that, too. Charlize Theron throws... She, she shows up because Jason Momoa turned all of her dudes against her because he needed... The gods. Goons. Right? He needed goons? He did. He seemed... No, nah, he seemed less worried about the goons. I think he just wanted... That he stole the god's eye from her, right? Yes. I know he no, stole, he stole the god's eye from Brie Larson because... God's Eye was safe. Oh, I was oh gambler. Yeah, gambler. Not tonight. The, uh, you're right. He got God's Eye He from stole Larson. something else, and then he also took all of her goons because he needed muscle. He just took the two nerds and the computer stuff. He left the goons there to kill her. Oh, yeah, right. He needed he needed her... He needed that computery thing. Doesn't, he doesn't her, matter. He, he needed her resources. It wasn't it wasn't really specified what. He needed her resources so that he could launch this global campaign against Dom and all of his people. And her, her situation is pretty nebulous to begin with. Um, but then she like shows up at Dom's house all bleeding and stuff. And... How does she end up... What did Brie Larson do? She stabbed her to play along, and then she woke up in a lab in Antarctica. No, no, no. no. I think. Yeah, think. what weren't you able Michelle to Michelle Rodriguez was arrested, <laughs> but since she's such a high-value target, they brought her to a prison in Antarctica. Right. Which is where they brought the other one. Charlie Theron, yeah. Sure. They brought her there after Vin Diesel called the ambulance for her? Like, you know... Didn't he she, want to kill her? I understand she had this whole story to tell, but when the story's done, it's not like she made herself a good guy. Like, no, I stopped him from killing the Earth. Hang on. You, he, he, he didn't call the ambulance for her. He called the agency. So, he so came with an ambulance. It saved her life. An, an agency ambulance. An agulance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to take her to, like, a black site prison. And she Some, also... She also, she also, yeah, but she said she has a line about it. She says something like, "They want you healthy before they yeah. hurt you, or whatever." Yeah, I don't understand why I didn't kill her. We didn't really. I don't feel like they ever rounded that curve for me. Because, so, because then the we whole, wouldn't have a movie. Yeah. So was she wasn't needed for the next part? Michelle Rodriguez could have done that on her own. So what was we like, wanted to see Michelle Rodriguez and Charlize Theron fight? Right. They needed to get the two of them to beat each other up, but then like. So the plan was for them, so Brie Larson stabbed her to get her into the medical bay so that she and Charlize Theron could break out together and go to the submarine and meet zombie Wonder Woman. Right. That, that was, was the, the plan. plan? That was the plan. Oh. Michelle Rodriguez threw a, a monkey wrench in it by attacking Charlize Theron. Wait, let's. Miss Marvel just thought they would work together. You, you're you're concerned that the plan wasn't airtight. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just trying to wrap my head around what the plan was. Because I think there's a lot of things in this movie where you're like, anything that could have gone different 
that plan wouldn't have... Oh, 100%. Like, like specifically Momoa's plan. Oh, my God. Jesus. Like, oh. if, his, if his plan all along was to get Dom on that bridge with the two trucks, then, like, at any moment... He just could have been flattened like a pancake. At like, any moment. Like, yeah. at any moment, he could have died a lot. And then, and then Momoa would have just had to be like, ah, that didn't work out. Yeah, and you know <laughs> hey, what? Hey, other guy, call off the bazooka launcher. <laughs> he died. He's dead. It's over. <laughs> the, the craziest... But look, he was shocked when, when Dom came flying out of the sky in a car. Now, don't get me wrong. Most people were. Most people but, would be. The fact that he was like, what is that? And the plane flies overhead, and he goes, holy shit, doesn't make sense for two big reasons. Number one reason, uh, why would he not know about this? Because if he didn't know about this, how did he think he was going to get there? And two, more importantly, as we find out, spoiler, 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 the guy flying the plane was on his team. He didn't give him a heads up? Didn't tell him what was going on? That was another thing I was really watching this time around. Because for anybody who's listening, I watched it on Wednesday. <laughs> and then I watched it again today. So, so listen, here's like here's my sort of experience, right? When I watched it on Wednesday, I spent half the movie not really liking it. Like, I'm not going to say I hated it, but like there was a lot of choices that got made where I was kind of like, I don't know if I like this. Um... The whole scene with the muffins. I don't know if I like this. Uh, I wasn't sure if I bought into the fact that that Charlize Theron escapes from Momoa and her first stop is Dom's house. I was like, I don't know if I buy this. Like, like she she murdered. doesn't have family. <laughs> she like murdered his like the mother of his kid like right in front of him mm-hmm. uh-huh. and like that's like you know I, I didn't know if I bought into that um what else there was a couple other things uh so when they introduce um the um we we keep being confused where we know this actor from but I I know him from Titans and from Reacher, the guy that was the head of the agency. Uh, um, yeah, his name is Alan Richson, and he played Aquaman on Smallville. Oh, oh. so it's like the it's like it's the two Aquaman Aquamans. team up. Team we up. should have seen it coming. The Aqua team up. Um, I he looked like a professional wrestler because he's a big beefy dude. But as far as I can tell, he was not a pro wrestler. So would you, you want me to call him Alan Richson, or you want me to call him Aquaman One or Aquaman Two? Aquaman, TV's Aquaman, TV's Aquaman. So when they, I like Triple Agent because that that's that makes sense in my head. When they when they introduce Triple Agent Alan Richson, uh, I like I literally was like, ugh, he's the he's the substitute for the Rock. I was like, he's the he's the lawman who is gonna be their adversary and then who's gonna side with them later on. And I was like, you know, it, they they they're trying to recapture the magic of of the rocks involvement, and they're using this guy. And you I were no like, rock, sir. Yeah, I was, I was, I was mad for a good portion of the movie, and then when it all kind of paid off at the end, I was like, I think I love this <laughs> <laughs> because, like, it it I, they I they did. I think for me, they did exactly what they aimed to do. They wanted me to go, this guy's the substitute for The Rock. This guy is, um, you know, this guy's going to help them out, whatever. And then when it's like, 
you're too trusting, Dom. Not everybody's on your side. Not everybody can be won over with a beer and a barbecue. Um, and then, you know, and those two guys go and stand next to each other, like in the in the flashback. I was like, oh, yeah, I want to see the next movie. I want to see the next movie where the bad guys, this two team, team of muscly guys, the team of Aquaman. I was like, I, I love it. And then the fact that, uh, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Not that we haven't had a whole lot of spoilers, but that the that the Rock came back in the in the mid credit sequence, and that it was like, like they they made a Fast and Furious movie that was Avengers: Infinity War. That's, yeah, basically. That's what this was. This together. this was. We got Hobbs and Shaw reunited. This was Fast and Furious: Avengers: Infinity War. It ended. It ended with a cliffhanger where you're like, "Oh my God, is everybody dead?" Then we had, uh, then we had Gal Gadot come back right before the the um, the credits, and then in the that's like Miss Marvel arriving, whereas in this one we had Miss Marvel exiting. Right, right. <laughs> well, I, I kind of was. I thought, I thought, like the Rock was like was the like Ms. the Miss Marvel, yeah. okay, um, right. which also felt like a big. Which also felt like a big reveal. It felt it felt like a big twist. It felt realized. Like, yes, this was a character that we already knew. It wasn't a new character. But this was a guy who said he was never going to come back to this franchise. Like, I this... mean, regardless of that, the, the, the fake-out for me was that knowing that no main character can conceivably stay dead in these movies, I thought it was going to be John Cena under that mask. And then they start talking and saying... And then it's like... No, it's not The Rock. Oh, shit, it's The Rock! But, like, just watch, seeing his build and under the mask, mm-hmm. I thought it was John Cena. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, start explaining. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, they blew up John Cena. But, like, they did... It, it was almost exactly the same way that Han died in, in the third one. It was like, he's in a car and the car exploded. Let's talk about that for a second. Because we already spoiled everything, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> John Cena's car move, right? Here's my problem with it. I mean, physics has a lot of problems with it, but my problem with it is he hits that button to turn the the cannons downward to launch the car, Uh right? As you do. As you do. And the car flips over and lands not on the tires, just on the the top. Uh So it's bad for the person inside, right? He designed this to do that. Like that was a job. that was a button he hit. He <laughs> knew what it was going to do. Move. It didn't. It didn't rocket him up and then let him fall back on the tires. It didn't complete it. He didn't have the angle right to get the one eighty or the the three sixty. <laughs> so like he designed a death trap car. Why he would he sure do that? I mean, it came in handy. My then, concern. I don't know why he did. Perhaps he designed an injector seat. From the bottom. Right. I don't know. Exactly. That all makes sense. Right. If the bottom blew out and we just didn't see it and he was in a metal cage and he rolled and he was like, got up and brushed himself off. Great. Love it. <laughs> now he's going to jump down with the kayak that he sneak, secretly oh, snuck God. in the just as a plane. plane. The kayak But now plane. he's got the kayak to save them in when the water comes. My trouble with that scene, really more than anything, was that like he had the kid pull the lever. 
That kid's got bodies on his hand. <laughs> oh, yeah. He made that I was child that. murder people. <laughs> that kid's got like six dead people on his hand. Those remember guys we watched, were bad guys. Remember That's when we true. watched Cloak and Dagger? We, oh, we didn't do Cloak and we Dagger. We didn't Cloak and Dagger. I, I, I Did we? think I voted for it. We all it, but, watched it, but, but not we all watched podcast. it. Remember, he was he gave the kid the gun. He was like, now shoot him. <laughs> it's like, wait, this got dark. That kid's like seven. Well, wait. Pull the trigger. I pull wanna, the trigger, Timmy. I want to... I want to say something about the massive piles of body. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. He he let that kid kill those guys, and the kid's got blood on his hands. I I, I don't actually think that's the worst part. I think what's worse is the two Aquaman. The like, you know, what is it? Uh, Futurama. The um, what's his name? Zap. Where he's like, I'll just throw wave after wave of my men at the problem. Like, I feel like that's essentially what those guys did. Like, like Momoa was like, hey, you, my buddy, you're going to be ten steps ahead of him because you run the agency and you're going to put all the things in place so that, like, you, you put him where I want him and then he trusts you and then we turn on him. But in order to do that... We're gonna kill lots of our own guys. <laughs> like, lots of your guys for the agency. Yeah. Lots of my guys. We're just if they bought if they both just brought less men to the battle. Like <laughs> the the agency guy brought a hundred agency troops who then had to kill a hundred goons. But like they all worked for you. Just bring two. That that's what I was really watching this time around because I you know I knew the twist mm-hmm. so. The, the the big scene where I was like, wait a minute, does this check out was um was what <laughs> was, was, was Well now wait a second here this doesn't add up. Hang on a minute. Um was on the bridge on the on the bridge where uh where where Momoa's father where uh, um, right. Reyes had died ten years ago. Because uh, safe. Where they had that um you know, they had that shootout or whatever, and then uh, Alan Richson throws um, Vin Diesel the gun, and he's like, "I'm on your side now." I was like, "Now you got a situation where Momoa's guys are shooting at Alan Richson, who's on the same side as him, and where he's just given uh, uh, Vin Diesel a gun to shoot at his partner." You know, I was like, "I was like, there's a lot. There's they're taking a lot on face. Yeah, it's um, taking a lot on face if this is gonna work and out." There, there was actually an interesting moment where then where he went to shoot, he went to shoot um, Momoa, and the gun shut off like it like which was established in that scene early with with Charlize Theron where she can just turn all their guns off. Right, right. Um, so I was like, oh, that's interesting. So it, it's it was like I guess somebody was thinking about it, but like not really, not too hard, <laughs> not hard. The another another. Jumping all over the place. Another time, this plan really came real close. That bomb in the beginning. <laughs> he. What was Dom's plan? I'm gonna hit it with my car. Rocket I don't know. I don't think he... I'm going exactly. It was Rocket League. The whole time, I'm thinking, what's he gonna do? He's gonna chase it with the car and then do what? I don't think he knew until he saw that crane. So, so where was he going with it? Where was he going? Yeah, you could see, see, you could see, this is another thing that doesn't bother me in the least, but it bothers you no, guys. No, this doesn't. <laughs> it but, doesn't because you know what? Dom's making a plan on the fly. 
So it's not a great plan. It's not a great plan. Because he doesn't know what he's doing. I'm so curious what he's going to do. But Momoa's plan. I've said this to you before about the ten other movies, right? There are times when Dom has his back up against the wall, and he he just drives off a cliff. And, like, he ends up being fine. Sometimes he drives off a cliff and he just, like, he somehow rolls in the car and it's fine. Or, like, in 9, there's the one where he drives off the cliff and he, like, hits the rope and the rope ratchets on the tire and it swings, <laughs> right? So, like, some sometimes it's, like, it comes together and sometimes it's just, like, he just, he just manages to survive. But either way, I look at the options and I go... You didn't have a plan. You chose death, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, like you chose death, and you just happened to have survived. But <laughs> Moe's plan at the beginning, they like the backup plan for Dom was if we get it in the water, it'll blow up, and it'll be ten times, ten times smaller. Yes. Momoa, when the bomb goes off when it's underwater, is standing on a hilltop watching it, and the the blast thing hits him. It doesn't hurt him. But it hits him. Right. Now, if it had been ten times stronger, (laughs) he'd be dead. And Dom got that ball of a bomb into the water with a fraction of a second left using a crane that there is no way Momoa saw coming. There's no way Momoa was like, I'll bet that he launches his car into this crane, spins it around, and uses that to... You know, foosball the ball into the water in time. The other impressive thing about Momoa's plan was how he staked out all those high places. Oh, yeah. He did have a high place and he had a perch. He had a perch where he could, like, oversee the whole thing. You know, I bet in that one fast movie where they were in the cemetery and, like, he he (laughs) was looking (laughs) on. I bet Momoa was on an even higher place looking down on him then. Was Even that? seen as secret. Yeah, that was cave. six. Was that six? Yeah, yeah. So that would have been. Yeah, that would have been after the the safe and the yeah. So yeah. So so they're all they're all at the funeral. Wait, who's was that? Was that Han's funeral? No, I that was that no. was Letty. It was Grumpy Pants's third funeral. It was it was Grumpy Pants's fake funeral, and like. But, like, everyone was there, but then Dom was looking at it from, like, a hilltop. That would have been then, that would have been four. That was before. Oh, okay. That was before then somebody else Momoa. was looking at Dom from a higher hilltop. Yeah. And I just figured Jason <laughs> Momoa was... <laughs> he's been there the whole time. Higher hilltop. I asked Greg and Sean this while you were in the bathroom right after the theater. What the hell was Dom doing in that police station? He said, I'll get some answers there. But he already knew... Who Jason Momoa was and what he was after. There were no answers to get. I think that he expected to find that, like Momoa's team actively working out of that police station instead of just a weird uh, bunch of video screens, as if it was a saw-like trap for right. Um, you know, but some video screens showing previous shots from previous movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, one, one of those shots was <laughs> from like nine where they were like in that like cabin off the grid. I was like, was Momoa there taking pictures? No, he's got just, drones flying around. Did you just <laughs> rent that movie? I, it always, it, it, <laughs> when they were in Dom's thing in the, his garage in the very beginning, like the first scene, he just had pictures up on the wall and I was like, those look like Pictures from movies. Those are still shots from, from movies. movies. Those like, are was there somebody with a camera? <laughs> like the, the, it's like a picture of them secretly plotting a thing. Like who comes in? It's like oh, 
we're doing the plot for the heist. Let me just take some random. <laughs> uh, what do you call it? Remember in the baby baby mama's apartment or whatever, they had that picture of her, but it wasn't like you know a picture of her smiling for the camera. It was like this. Mid, I, like mid candy shot. I think that was. I think it was. I, I think it was the picture in the file that the Rock got, where oh he's like, god, "Oh, her, really? I'll take her." Yeah, remember? Oh my where, god! Where he's really? like, he goes, "Find me an interpreter," and then he's like, "I'll take her. I like her smile." I, th- oh I think it was god. that picture. Oh, amazing! <laughs> I also had a real. I was just amazed by that. The, the 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 screen room in the beginning, where he walked in and talked to like the agency higher ups that were all like, in sh- the shadows, and it's just this like, this big, stupid room that's got just a bunch of floating screens everywhere. What was the purpose of this room? Who built it? Where and why? I don't know. I love that scene though because it was the whole history of the Fast and the Furious. Right. I like just... how he was like they went from boosting DVD VCR combos <laughs> to. Uh, <laughs> It's our Oil exposition heists. room. Yeah. <laughs> like Let's it was go to a... the exposition room. It's got screens everywhere, and then we're going to have these shadowy figures vote on whether or not I'm allowed to kill people. Yeah, it was amazing. That was Holy an amazing shit. room and an amazing sequence. Like, you know Kurt Russell's going to come back, right? Because they kept showing pictures of him, and he's in hiding. Like, he's totally Nick Fury. I was paying a lot closer attention to that this time. Yeah, they kept saying he disappeared, he's in the wind. And then, I think because... I think because he t- uh, Dom told Helen Mirren to get a to get a message to Mister Nobody. Mm-hmm. I think I think he's gonna somehow yeah. be the ace in the hole for Who's the next Mr. movie. Mister Nobody. Mister Nobody is Kurt Russell. So okay, that's what I thought sort of, but then I also kind of thought Mister Nobody was that guy that was on their team at the beginning. That, who seemed that's like his son. That, no, that guy no, is Little was, Nobody. Little Nobody is partner or his it, kid. I can't. No, remember. he's a, he's the protege. Like, yeah, I guess. like yeah, yeah. he's like. Nick Fury in training. So, so it, I don't know how much you want me to tell you, but in the in the eighth movie, um, Mister Nobody sends them on a mission, and he puts his protege, Little Nobody, on the team. And a lot of people, a lot of people didn't like this because they felt like Little Nobody was like a Paul Walker replacement. Um, I didn't really feel that way. Oh God, I didn't pick up on that at all. Yeah, like he, I mean, he was kind of the butt of the joke in all of the scenes because they're all calling him Little Nobody and they're making fun of him. Um, so I, I thought he was like a fun addition, and I liked him coming back. I thought that that was a thing that was sort of left dangling. Like, oh yeah, he like he's fine. You'll never see him again. Yeah. Well, they said with Little Nobody out of commission and and Mister Nobody in the wind that that puts Alan Richson, Aquaman. OG Aquaman, whatever, in charge of the agency. I kind of wanted... I don't know. I, I wanted some explanation of why Little Nobody was out of commission. Yeah, let's get some clarification on yeah. that. I mean, he was... He did barely jump out of a truck that blew up, but it did seem like he rolled pretty good. Like, I don't know. He did, it didn't seem like a death scene to me. I mean, oh, no, it wasn't. It was not a yeah. death scene. I mean, I assumed that they all thought that he was working with Dom, you know, that he was one of the terrorists. But, like, he wasn't in that Black Sight prison. Like, I... Not that we saw. I was happy to see him back in the movie, but I yeah. felt like that was left unexplained. I can't wait to see how they explain Gal Gadot being alive for all this time. That's Mar- going to be very interesting. Harvey's like, is Mr. Nobody just down in that submarine? Like, yeah, driving he's, the sub? he's driving. Like, because obviously he's the answer why she's still alive. Like, It's got to be, because he was the answer as to why Han was still alive. He's the only explanation when... Somebody comes back so, to life. 
All right. So this being my first Fast and Furious movie, uh, I, I pointed this out to Chris in the theater, I think, uh, but this being my first Fast and Furious movie, there was a moment, if you were listening to this prior to seeing it, it's about 20 minutes before the end when the little B is in the, the uh, or B or whatever they call the kid, he's in a car and the... he makes a face as his dad launches a car <laughs> and his face is one of guffaw. Is that it? It's like, hmm? And he's looking up at like, just, just, he's got this great, the kid's a great actor because he's got the right face for what is going on at that moment. A car is flying through the air dragging two helicopters. <laughs> but it occurred to me in that moment that that is the face I should be making the whole time I watch this movie. It's the face we should all be making. Just kind of, huh? And push back into your seat at the same time. What? Kind of stupid, but also... Really intense. It's intense, stupefying. That's what it is. But uh, we should talk about Little B for a moment. Um, that kid uh, got big. Yeah. Time, um, time little, makes fools of us all. Little B's name is Brian. Brian is also the character Paul Walker played. So after after that actor's death and the uh, revelation that Little B exists when Dom got to name this kid, he named him Brian after his buddy, who is alive in this world, but dead in real life. Yeah, they, so the actor died, and so they just had him drive off into the sunset, although, like, he's married to Dom's sister. And uh, they have two kids. Yeah. They have two kids. I don't and know they, where those kids were. It just it just does it just doesn't come up. Yeah, I wanna I wanna get I wanna get back to that. But um I but with, with Little B and with John Cena, I thought that subplot was great. Yeah. I loved it. I loved that they paired John Cena up with this little kid. That was and a good time. I, I also loved that John Cena got to be funny in this movie. Yeah, because in F nine he did not get to be funny. No, he didn't. And I think John Cena is funny. Oh, I agree. I, I've seen him in a couple things where he's he's he has got comedy chops, oh, as it were. Yeah, maker. Oh, phenomenal. It's it's a little weird that uh, the character makes a complete one eighty. But um, oh my god, like yeah, he's just full on good guy. No. I think he was a villain in his movie. Of course he was. Why not? I think in F nine, I think they told him you're supposed to be Dom's brother. You need to act like Dom. Like I think that's why he's so like serious in this movie. Looks nothing like him. I know. This is such, such weird casting as his as his blood brother. Like you two look nothing alike at all. <laughs> you're both pretty big, I guess. But that's... All right. Now now I'm gonna get to the other thing that's. On my mind, which where'd Jason Statham go? <laughs> well, I could have used I could have used more Statham in this. Oh movie. god, me too. I could have I could have used at least one more Statham scene. He shows up, and kicks some ass, and he's like, "All right, fine, take some plans. I'm gonna go find my mom. Peace." No, he said, "I'm gonna go dig some <laughs> graves. Go dig some graves." It was amazing. I like to think he meant that literally. Like he <laughs> wasn't going to a fight. He was like, I, "I've got to go dig a lot of holes <laughs> in preparation for the next movie." And Governor, you see all these expendable men that died. I'm gonna dig all these graves. Give me Hobbs and Shaw too, as like the midway point between Fast X and Fast Double X. Yeah, maybe. Maybe in the next movie, it, maybe it will be like a Hobbs and Jaw 2. I hope so. I believe it's fun. I don't know. Well, so, do you know, I mean, Chris, do you know what I'm going to say? But I think my big beef with this was? No, no clue. Really? I have no idea. Oh, man. They didn't say family enough? <laughs> were, were you counting I lost it? I count 20. Yeah, once I broke 20 and we were like a 
third of the way in the movie, yes. maybe I was like, <laughs> we wow. had joked at the beginning, we were like, how many times is the minimum number of acceptable times for them to say family? And I think we were shooting for ten. But they blew that out, like, yeah. Seven, eight minutes in. It was it was funny, too, because I clocked that. Because in the first, like, half hour of the movie, you guys were laughing a lot. You were like, hey, hey, family. And then by, like, 20 minutes later, you were like, oh, Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> we get it, family. family. I know. So. What's your beef? So, I, like, I was, I was hyper aware of it going into this, having seen it a couple days ago. This time around, I don't know if it bothered me as much, but. Uh, the f- the first time seeing it, I really felt like I really felt like the absence of Paul Walker was weird. Like I, I know he's dead, right? Like I know he can't be there. The actor is dead. But like in in Fate of the Furious, the eighth one, it didn't bother me at all. Like I I felt like I felt like that was the perfect movie to follow the one after his death. That made you invest in the movie and not go, where is this guy? Like, I feel like... Yeah, eh, I agree. The, you know, the logic is not always amazing, but, like, the it's logic in enough. that was sound enough for me to go, I'm on board with this. F9, I felt like I missed him a little bit. I felt like... I felt like, I, you know, like, maybe we could have had some, like, scenes of, like, CGI Paul Walker watching the kids. Like, well, that might have been Because the whole funny. thing was, the reason he didn't... The reason they gave that Brian didn't come back and do more of this stuff was because he needed to be a dad for his kids. Right. But then they gave Vin Diesel a kid, and he's just like, fuck it, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, you know, right? <laughs> so, like, yeah, it, it, especially in this one, when it's going so specifically, like, his family, like, his actual family is showing up, and, like, Paul Walker's just nowhere to be found. It was just weird. recast the dude. Yeah. Like, we yeah, got Don well, Cheadle as, a, as War Machine. You can totally recast this guy. I, 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 here's, here's another thing that I think makes it harder to swallow. And, and, uh, and John, John and Greg don't know this, but I'm gonna spoil the shit out of it for you. Right? So, like, you realize the, we're watching these in reverse order, right? Yeah, <laughs> so, we're going so, to literally yeah, spoil everything. I'll, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, so uh, uh, they, when they kind of retcon the beginning of that movie and they throw Momoa in there, you know, around the stuff that actually happened, they—if you never saw it—they kind of make it look like Paul Walker was like exempt from what happened right that like so so they steal the safe dom and brian both steal the safe the the rock charges through the wall with the with the atv dom and brian pull up they hook up the safe and then they drag it all over the city right um then kind of what you don't see uh in this flashback is um the police on their tail a big chase through the streets uh, at one point, um, uh, Roman and Han show up in cop cars and kind of like run interference and get the cops off their car, so that something else can happen, which they don't show you till the till the after the this sequence of the movie, and then they get to the big showdown on the bridge, and it's like, you know, Vin tells tells Paul Walker disengage. He's like, I'm not gonna leave you, and he's like, This was always the plan. You got a family, you know, and like cuts them loose. Right? And then it makes it look like 
Vin goes back and wipes all those guys out and, until The Rock comes out and shoots Hernan Reyes, right? What they don't show you is Paul Walker doubles back, doubles around and comes back and takes a guy out that was going to shoot Vin Diesel. And he's mm-hmm. like, like, Vin Diesel's like, you came back. And Paul Walker's like, I made a call, right? And like, uh, which is a call back to something earlier in the movie, right? Um, what they, what they also, what they show you later on, right? Because then what happens is The Rock gives them a, He's, he's, he's the law. He's supposed to bring those guys in. He gives them a 24-hour head start. So he opens up the safe and finds that it's empty because what happened was in the 10-second window they were bought, they went over an underpass and Gal Gadot Switch was safes. there yeah, in a garbage <laughs> truck and switched the safes, right? So, um, so you know, they, they escaped with all this money, right? But, like... What I'm getting at is, well, A, like, when he says, hey, I'm Paul Walker, I'm going to cut you loose. There's no reason to do that. They both could have cut loose. They had the money, right? Like, <laughs> he didn't need to go back. They could have just left the safe there and drove away, right? That's one thing. Second thing is, Paul Walker comes back. He's right next to them the whole time. Like, this guy, they purposely bring up a villain that is tied to the villain five movies ago, right? He would be after Vin Diesel and Paul Walker. Absolutely. They were a team. They were together on this Here's my prediction. In the second or third, whatever, however many of these are going to be, this finale, Paul Walker's back. I I, I mentioned earlier, like, being dead doesn't stop you from putting out a movie anymore. (laughs) Right? Like, what was it? Tupac has had, like, ten more albums. Brandon Lee... Showed up and like they they finished that movie after he was dead. There's like three or four scenes he CGI. That movie came out in ninety two, ninety three. They're gonna go full on Rogue One Governor Targan on him. They're just gonna make it. <laughs> it's just gonna be completely AI. One too many fingers in a couple shots, but other than that, it's gonna be great. I think I I think they will CGI him at some point. I, so so when I was watching. When I watched it on Wednesday, and then when I was watching it again today, I was, again, I was kind of paying attention to this, because I was kind of like, you give us all this Paul Walker in this flashback at the beginning of the movie, and you set up this villain who's kind of tied to both of them, right? And then I was like, and then you, and then you leave us without Paul Walker, and with, like, no explanation, right? Like, wait, like, where is his kids? Why is Mia watching the nephew and not her own kids like doesn't make any sense um and i was kind of like you know when they're when they're showing all those pictures in the beginning and we're in dom's garage and there's all this memorabilia and stuff like that like that was probably the time to like have the emotional punch of him right and like instead they bring in this new character of the grandmother played by uh, Rita Moreno. That was a new character? That was a new yeah, character. Yeah, I've never seen her before. Yeah. Oh. Um, but I, ha- <laughs> I have to, th- like, watching it again, I have to think that they didn't blow their load on that because they're saving it for the very end. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, if they, they want they, the yeah, emotional gut gonna punch gonna of Paul Walker, go they're going to do it at the end and not the beginning of the end. He's going to come in and take out Momoa. 
<laughs> Jeez. It's, it's, coming. it's just, it's weird that he's not, he, it's weird that they don't have a better explanation of where he is. I mean, they really should have killed the character off. Like, I think that's the only way to get around that. Like, he's too, plot-wise, he's yeah. too linked to this entire situation to not be involved. And I think they're doing a disservice to Jordana Brewster, who plays Mia, mm. to, for this whole thing, right? Because what I think should have happened, right? Like, so, like, that scene was great where uh, all those guys are coming into the house and her and John Cena are, like, punching people through walls and, mm. like, stuff like that. He threw a man through a floor. Yeah. He did. <laughs> Right through it. You shouldn't be able to do that. I don't think the physics work out. I mean, Vin Diesel picked up a car with one arm. So he sure did. He, he, that's not the first time he's done that. He, he's picked up a car before. The one-arm car lift? Yeah. Uh, well, he used two arms, I think, previously. But he then he wasn't just lifting a car on its side. He was picking it up. Because that's what he does, apparently. I can't wait. I think they should have... I think they should have said... Paul Walker and his kids are safe and that like Mia also needed to go with Jacob you know like mm-hmm. like put her in that that right, meat blood yeah. you know cause also she's his brother and yeah. like we haven't seen that relationship not much besides a couple of hugs um yeah I think they I think they kinda I think they gave Wait, her she's the, whose brother she is Dom's and John Cena's brother or sister there's there's three of them. Three Toretto kids. <laughs> and, and way back in the first movie, she runs a sandwich shop. Yeah. That never gets revisited. Again. <laughs> ever again. It's actually where this all comes from. Like, Dom and uh, Paul Walker got into a fight over a sandwich. Or a tuna sandwich. That's <laughs> <laughs> where it all comes from. Goodness gracious. My sister shop. You shut your mouth. Um, yeah, the, the, the Paul Walker thing, I think, is becoming more and more problematic, but seeing it again, I, I kind of, like, maybe, maybe, maybe they did this okay? It didn't maybe. bother me too much while we watched I mean, it obviously raised a lot of questions, but no more than half the other shit that happens in this movie. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of other stuff I liked about it. I liked, I really liked the, the job in Rome that they let Roman lead the uh-huh, job uh-huh. like I liked seeing what that was if Roman was the leader um, and then he was like I need laughing gas and an RC car and a gold Lamborghini <laughs> like I liked uh, you know I like I, I like seeing like what that was like um, you know I also liked that that kind of paid off with the, that moment with Roman and Tej about like what you know what it means to be a leader or whatever mm-hmm. I just felt like the scene in the middle with the muffins and the fight was so strange, you know, because like For obviously, so many reasons. yeah, they needed to have a disagreement before they could reconcile at the end, and it just it felt like a scene where there was no stakes, you know, mm-hmm. like um, like those guys are always busting each other's chops, like that's their that's their mo that's, yeah, since the very beginning. So I think they wanted to show you it escalate in order to show them have a, a real emotional moment at the end and I think just because of the way their relationship works and how weird that fight was it didn't I felt like it didn't really gel for me it was a great fight scene though <laughs> not so much when the Han and him were fighting but the, the ensuing one I think they the other guys I think they threw that weird dust just so that 
They could call what did they call him a ghetto magician or something like that? Yeah. What was so like? Why did he have all that cash strapped to him? They, so there's a callback to movie two where they they. Um, I remember him stuffing a bunch of stuff in his pants and whatnot, but like. Was the insinuation that he just always walks around with lots of cash? I think so. Like that. Like that. That's just what he does. Like he does. He never knows when the cash is going to run out, so he's just right. always got it strapped to him. That's kind of funny. Yeah. And then when they went into the computer place, they wanted to buy weapons and transportation, which mm-hmm. I assume meant cars. Yeah. So one of the things this movie was well, it wasn't really missing because Statham had it, but usually in every movie there's a giant warehouse with cars where yeah. they make a plan. Right. Like where they all get to meet together and make a plan, surrounded by cars. So he was trying to buy that, and he handed the guy a hundred dollar bill, and I get that it was a joke. <laughs> then he handed the guy two hundred dollars, and I get that it was still part of this joke, but at the same time it's like. He drives really like he was just driving a gold Lamborghini. He understands that a hundred dollars is like he looked like he was going to do this a hundred dollars at a time to try to get a good deal. And at first I thought it was a joke, and then I was like, no, he really wants to try to do it this way, and that's why the other guy gets mad at him. I'm like, he knows gold Lamborghinis cost a lot more than two hundred dollars, right? I think he also knew he was going to wreck the shit out of that gold Lamborghini. <laughs> I need the most expensive car that I could fuck up. <laughs> Wasn't the whole point of the gold Lamborghini that was shiny so that he could like reflect sunlight yeah. off in that one scene? Like that was how could he have possibly second? planned that? That was matter. the plan. It was to drive the little RC car underneath, pump in the laughing gas. Which don't ask me how that RC car had all that laughing gas. And then, yeah, to blind them with the gold Lamborghini so that the other two could jump on the roof. It was a solid plan. Oh, it was great. It was a Roman plan. I am back back to what we were saying kind of about Paul Walker. I am really glad that The Rock showed up because that was the absence that I was feeling Mm -hmm. most of all, even more than Paul Walker. I was like, it doesn't make much sense that this is a character that is established in this franchise that's just not involved right now. Yeah. And uh, so I'm glad they, they showed up. But, like, did that scene take place, like, at the beginning? Like, was that... That's a great question. I don't know. it was, know. like, Jason Momoa making the same phone call he did to Dom. Did that happen around the same time? Like, is the next part going to be, like, all leading up to that... How is Vin Diesel going to survive the dam blowing up? And also, how is Vin Diesel going to survive that damn blowing up? <laughs> I'm very curious to see how that, that pans out. I'm, I'm sure he's got a plan, but he doesn't have a car. You know, it was a weird move. Uh, as the missile's coming at the plane and they see it, he runs in the back and he goes, get down. Get down? There's <laughs> <laughs> a fucking plane about to be shot by a missile. What? What is Yeah, I mean, they're, all, they're obviously all fine, but... Sure. Because they jumped in a car and drove it out. Well, I also think really? I think this is the reason why they haven't killed off Paul Walker's character because, like, who again, would believe it? Yeah, I know. I, I know that the actor is actually dead, but in these movies, killing a character off means nothing. Mm-hmm. Everyone else has come back, so if they so they really didn't want to use him, so they didn't kill him. <laughs> if they want him back, they got to kill him. I'm just saying, if they make it a plot point that someone kills him off screen, no one will believe it. I mean, like, all they have to do is be like, 
Boy, it sure was a shame when uh, when when Brian got cancer, huh? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was real hard to watch, and then have a big emotional scene about how you know he died and it was sad, but they're all moving on with their lives. And... All the car chases, and bam, cancer. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. Walks out of the street and bam, melanoma. <laughs> they yeah. did have some fun callbacks, like you know the when they got to the race sequence, there was just close-ups of lots of asses. Uh, yeah. And then, like right at the end, when he did the, the 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 nitrous boost, they did the whole Fast Furious one thing where they go into the engine yeah. like that. Was, that was a nice visual callback. We we never we never talked about this, Chris. All these movies that you watch fifteen minutes at a time, and we never talked about all the butts. Oh yeah, so many butts in these There's movies. A lot of butts. <laughs> Just, it seemed like a lot of butts at the time. I didn't know it was a callback, uh, but it, it, this had a long run time. What two hours twenty minutes? Yeah. The uh, the scene with the muffin was kind of funny, mm-hmm. but we could have just lost it. It didn't matter. And then a lot of those scenes, I was like, you could have edited this down. I get establishing shots, but, but I yeah, get this was the, a thing. But it was yeah. a lot of butts. And then there was just some over like bird's eye view dance sequence mm-hmm. shots. That's just the thing they do in these movies. That yeah. just happens yeah. a lot. Yeah, it's 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 been toned down since the beginning. Like All the, right, because. The, First and second movie were just all butts. Ten seconds. First, second, and third. Ten like seconds of butts, butts and dancing. I get it. We're establishing street race party. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I'm on board. But it went on for a long time. I think because like that 30 was the one race that, like, scene, they really had to overdo it with the butts to catch up. All right. But speaking of overdoing things, how about that Jason Momoa, huh? I was, he was fun to watch. I was just gonna say that. Like, what do you what do you what do you think, Chris? Where does this land in in Fast and Furious villains? I mean, as far as villains go, he was definitely the most most entertaining. Yeah, like, by far. I mean, I've never really enjoyed Charlize Theron. Like, she was a, a good villain, as in she was just like pure evil. Um, but she was never like all that charismatic or anything. She didn't really seem like a match for Dom or anything like that. She was just like super smart and rich as hell and awful. Um, see what the. Like, you know, other villains have just been, like, drug lords, right? Like, nobody even memorable. I mean, well, I mean, now, with this one, you've got four former villains. No, well, I guess three former villains um, who are are different levels of either now friends or frenemies or, you know, whatever, anti-heroes. You got Statham, you got uh, Charlize, and you got John John Cena. Cena. Yeah, no, as far as villains go, Jason Momoa is by far the most most fun to watch, I think, as a villain. Yeah, he's um, amazing. So there was one or two scenes, and I can't remember what they were now, I'd have to go back and look at them, where I felt like, uh, I don't know if it was bad acting on Jason Momoa's part, or, I don't know, like there were some scenes where I really loved it, the scene where he's painting the, the guy's nails, yeah. that was so over the top. And crazy, you were like, "Yes, he is a sociopath." I get it. You're nailing it. It's 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 over the top, and it's fun to watch. Nailing You're establishing the, the bad guy, <laughs> nailing, nailing it. it, it. Uh, but then, like, what are two of the other scenes? Like, he delivered his lines in such a way. I was like, I, I don't know if he didn't go big enough. I know that sounds weird, but you know what? It, that's that's what it is. He didn't go big enough in one or two scenes, and I'm like, you've already established that this character. Is way over the top. So you can't just phone in a. You can't just go moderate evil on one scene. You've dialed it up to eleven. You're gonna fall back to a seven out of nowhere for an in between scene. No, 
Yeah, he's no. he's very much the Joker, and uh, every now and then he just kind of pulled it back to like Joker light, like Harley Quinn or something. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, like yeah. There was a couple scenes that I felt like he didn't bring it enough to match the scene I just saw. It was like it felt awkward. And still, he was his wardrobe was. Hmm. <laughs> just, just nailed it. I, I thought Momoa was great. I wouldn't have had him play it any different. But I did clock the fact that his father had a thick Hispanic accent. Mm-hmm. And he, he, well, he sounded Well, for a movie that has American. a lot to do with family, they really do not pay attention to, like, actual, like... What biology? It, yeah, biology. <laughs> Biological family connections don't seem to make a lot of sense here. Because we are talking about the movie where Vin Diesel and John Cena are... Just brothers. And, and like, I kind of got the vibe that maybe they were like stepbrothers. Like, that maybe they shared. I thought a that's father, what you were going to tell me. But like, half brothers. Yeah, half brothers. I guess not stepbrothers. Yeah, half brothers. But like, uh, they, they've never they've never explained what that is. They, like, they, we've, we've never gotten a peek of <laughs> what their their childhood was really oh i also in the next movie we're going to find out stallone is their father <laughs> yes yes he'll be here pile it on please now if you're watching him in reverse order you will see their father in the next movie yeah oh, they, okay. have a, they have a flashback or, or the previous movie and do we see the mother uh no because i'll tell you what grandma's too short to be the biological grandma grandma of john cena but she's supposed to be, I think. She's supposed to be what? The biological grandmother? Yeah, like, the way I understand the flashback in... The way I understand the flashback in Nine is that Dom and Jacob share the same father. Do you understand it the same way, Chris? Jack Toretto yes. is their father? Yes, that's, yeah. that's their dad. And Rita Moreno was supposed to be Jack Toretto's mother. Because she says, your, your father, if he was still here, blah, blah, blah. Oh, right, right, right. So she is also supposed to be John Cena's grandmother. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they had different moms. I don't know. I don't care. This whole franchise is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad but it's so I've watched good, right? It's, it's so good. It is so fun. I'm so glad I've watched all these. This has been a blast, but... Um, I more, can't wait to see what happens next. Yeah, two more years. Endgame. Fast and Furious. Two years? I think so. I think it's... It's freaking insane. You know what? Oh, it might be next summer. I don't know. When they're doing these uh, multi-part movies, uh, I think they got to put them closer together. Why are they waiting so long in between? I don't know. Like, you filmed them at the same time. 2025. 2025? Like, don't they usually film them at the same time? Like, it's already filmed? Well... What a shitload of fuck. I I got some bad news for you. I mean, you know... The, the the next one might be brilliant, or it might be a little rough. I don't know. I, I'm skeptical of how much of it was written and planned when they wrote this. Because I don't think that The Rock was on board with this until after the movie was shot. Oh yeah, I'm sure that was just tacked on at the end. I think he saw the finished movie and the director said, I really want you to come back for this thing. And that the movie is what sold him on returning. I don't think. Uh, at least that's kind of the, the story I heard. Um, uh, I also have to tell you guys that I did see that spoiler before I went to see this. Like, I saw that The Rock was in that. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. And and I... 
it made me excited to see it. Like, I was so excited that The Rock was coming back, and it made me more, like, it made me more, um, you know, have a little more faith in the movie before going to see it. Mm -hmm. But, like, I am kind of upset that that was robbed for me. That, like, I didn't get to experience that in the theater. So I was happy that I got to see you experience it. Yeah, that was was pretty neat. (laughs) You know, I had, um, uh, Tony Stark, um... Iron Man snap and then uh, d- uh, dying. I had that spoiled for me ahead of time. Oh, that was brutal. That hurts. We should just put out fake spoilers all over the internet for everything. Yeah, and then no one will know what's real anymore. It was awful because it was on something. It was a, in a comment thread for something completely unrelated to Avengers or anything. It was just someone had had the video of him doing the snap, and like they were just posting it in random comment threads. Totally unrelated to Marvel, just to be a dick. Ugh. Somebody's listening to this right now going, Tony Stark dies? <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. can't believe Darth Vader was Luke's spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, I'm, I'm glad that the Gal Gadot thing wasn't spoiled for me, but the Rock thing was. I, I'm, I'm curious in watching them in reverse order if I'll get to the beginning and then be angry because I, I found myself multiple times giving this movie a lot of rope just assuming this was pre-established. Did we talk about that? You, or yeah, was that on the ride home? You, you, you mentioned about that room with the computers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that I was, was like voting. Yeah, and you had said that there was a, you thought that was a pre-established thing. I no, just assumed not. that was from an earlier time. So I was like, yeah, all right. You know, I'm the one who came late to the party. I can't be mad that you're, you know. That looked like something out of like that early season of Agents of Shield is what that looked like to me. And like, nope, that that was a that was a thing. I'm uh, I'm about tapped. Yeah, I got uh, Yeah, I think so too. I think we've set our piece. All right, so how do you rank them, Chris? How do I rank all the fast movies? Yeah, how do you rank them? No, the first one's not even in the same genre. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be weird, Sean. You're gonna watch these things get more and more tame <laughs> until they're just about street racing. You're asking and boosting DVD VCR combos. You're asking Chris that, and I still go back to Jason on uh, the Good Place. What? I don't even know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> number four is number one. Number five is number two. Number three is number three. What are you doing? I'm ranking my Fast and Furious movies. That's the best way to get to know who I am. <laughs> I've never seen that. Oh god! Oh, you haven't watched the good. You should watch the good place. That's man. good. That's just great. Oh god! I don't even know where to begin on how to rank these things. They're so weird. Like Tokyo Drift was terrible, but like, I, that, it's, it's not the bottom of the list for me. <laughs> that, that potato head dude pretending to be a high school student. That movie was bananas. Fast Two, I barely remember. That was where you find out that Paul Walker and Tyrese were old friends. Yep. And that was the first one Tyrese was in because he was like the the Vin Diesel replacement because mm-hmm. Vin Diesel's not in the second one. And uh, Ludacris was in that one. Ludacris was in that one too. It was yeah. a very different character. Yeah, he had big hair. Yeah, big hair. He was just kind of like this dude who ran a street racing thing. Yeah, but they, had, like they addressed that in five. He goes, I had a whole life yeah. before you met me. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. That's that's what you want to call addressing it. <laughs> yeah. Dude, five is amazing. Just gloss right over. It just doesn't make any goddamn sense. Uh, I remember, I remember one was like a pretty decent movie. I guess like it was exactly what you. Th- it's exactly what I thought Fast and the Furious was. Mm-hmm. 
So it's like it was, it was fine. It's not really the kind of thing I want to watch more of than I did. Um, <laughs> I, just, I don't remember enough. I don't remember how to differentiate the rest of the movies enough. All I know is my favorite sequence has been when they drove the car out of one building and into another. That was seven. I absolutely loved that sequence. I loved the magnet thing. That made no goddamn sense. Driving around with this fucking magnet. And like, kind of similar to in uh, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, where it's like, alright, this magnet's gonna suck all kinds of stuff into it, except the things we don't want it to. <laughs> <laughs> it's inside of a metal vehicle. It Why is that? Crush the metal doesn't matter. Crush the it brings tracks things to the metal vehicle. It doesn't fucking matter because it's an amazing action sequence. It rains cars. That was fantastic. That was eight. Um, I think. And I also really liked the safe because that again, that just would have torn all of the cars to shreds. It didn't make any sense. So watching them fifteen minutes at a time, you can't. You can't. I have a hard time see them as one piece. Yes, I can't see them, and especially oh, wow. the later ones. Like the first couple, the first three are very distinct movies in my head. Yeah, and then after that, they all really kind of blur together. I can't even remember the details of how they killed off uh, Wonder Woman. I have no uh, idea. How to write they, them. They, she fell out of the plane. She they fell were, out of the plane. They were trying to. There they were trying to bring down that plane. I remember they were trying to bring down the plane. Yeah. A big plane, and she fell out of something, and then she was dead. Apparently, that was a really non-convincing death. So, yeah. like, the only reason I'm surprised she's still alive is because, like, where the hell she been? Right. And Not I'm sure nobody. she's been doing some crazy covert stuff, just For like huh, nobody. I don't know. So. I can't, I can't rank them. I'm sorry. I I'm, think I'm incapable. I think for me, so, so. I, so. Now, with the 10 movies, and with Hobbs and Shaw, that makes 11 movies. Uh-huh. So this is good, because there has to be a middle, right? Like, five movies, right. a middle, and then five movies. Right, that yeah. makes an actual middle. Remember that? So, for me, nine has to be right in the middle, because I can't tell if it's amazing or awful. <laughs> like, it could literally be the best movie that was ever made, or the worst movie, and I cannot tell. Like... The magnets, the go into space. Right. You know what I mean? Like, is that the best or is it like, just like you said. There's definitely some shark jumping. Yeah, when the line is made out of sharks, how do you know if you've jumped the shark? (laughs) Um, So I think that has to be in the middle because I can't tell if it belongs at the end or at the, you know, at the beginning or the end. So it has to go in the middle. Mm -hmm. So I think for me, they go two. Two's at the bottom, right? Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Two. That's respectable. Four. Eight. Six. Who do we appreciate? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tokyo Drift. Nine. Right? Because that's right in the middle. Mm-hmm. And then it would go. Um, I can't even keep going. Oh, then this. I guess, I guess this one. Then this one. Ten. Uh, one Hobbs and Shaw, seven five. Okay. <laughs> so five. And I'm seven impressed that you best. were able to keep track of all that in your head without writing them down. I think I, think, I didn't think I could do that with Star Wars movies. I have to have them in front of me to look. I think I think five's the best, and then I think five is the best. 
I think Five is a legitimately good movie. Fast Five yeah. was called Fast Five, right? Yeah. And then it was Furious Six. I think it was. I think it was Fast Five, and then Fast and Furious Six, and then Furious Seven. What the hell? Yeah, yeah. I, I think Five is a legitimately good movie. I think Seven. The first time I watched it, I was real caught up in the morbidity of it being Paul Walker's last movie and which was really him and which was a CGI him. And I didn't notice it you at know, all. I notice it. I, I feel like I notice it when I'm looking for it. Like, um, uh, I think that a lot of the stuff when they, when they're driving the car around in the building, like, I think that's really him a lot of the time. Uh, he's, I think he's definitely in the beginning when they're parachuting out of the plane. Um, there's that one scene in the beginning where, where like, they blow up the house and he gets, like, slammed against the car door. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's him because they, like, clearly don't show his face. Then there's, there's another one where Mia comes in and talks to him and, like, the camera goes all the way around him. And I think that was, like, look how cool our CGI Paul Walker is, (laughs) you know? And then, like, when they go to Abu Dhabi, was it Abu Dhabi when they, yeah, like, he's not there. Like, he's, he's always, like, off to the side of the group and, like, Uh he kind of, like, smile, you know what I mean? Like, like, I can sort of tell when he's there and when he's not, but, like, I think they made him look so good because they, they had his brother as a stand-in and then they digitized the brother so that you could see where all the light would go and stuff like that before they used the footage of him. And then they also, they had, they must have had countless footage of him from other movies in cars. Just in the driver's seat of cars reacting and doing stuff. Like, I think that's why, I think that's why it's so seamless in that movie. But, um, but yeah, when I think about some of the big set pieces that I like so much, the like parachuting out of cars, the jumping from one building to the other. It's all in seven. And then I was like, yeah, seven was pretty good. <laughs> seven was a lot of fun. This whole experience has been a lot of fun, but it's time for us to wrap this wrap this business up. Word. Uh, so what's the name of our next movie again? Young Sherlock? Young Einstein. Young, Einstein. Young, Einstein. Young Sherlock Holmes was what I thought about. That's a good movie. Yeah. It's, it's a, worth the watch. It's a different movie. It's a yeah. very different Isn't movie. Isn't that a TV show? Young Einstein. I'm, Young Sherlock. You know what's Young Sherlock Holmes was a movie. There might also be a TV show. After we... Uh, who's who's the who's the guy in... Yahoo Serious. Yahoo Serious. Okay, I did get that right. I, as soon as we finished recording, I went upstairs and I said uh, to Karen, so they went with a movie I've never heard of called Young Einstein. She goes, oh, Yahoo Serious. I was like, you know this movie? Like, yeah. <laughs> to which I would have said, he only oh, made, like, who three the movies? fuck is okay. Yahoo Serious? I he only was know... Yahoo Serious from references to him by Mr. Science Theater. Right, yeah, no, like 1990, I'm going to guess one. He was the man for like a month and a half. Wow. And we're going to revisit that time. We are. Looking forward to it. Should be a blast. Well, uh, this was a fun little bonus episode. I have no idea how soon I'm going to be able to get this edited and put up, but there's really not much editing to do. I'll just slap some stuff on it and you got good times. You, you got two years before Fast X2 comes out. Yeah, so. there we go. Fast Double X. God, Triple X was a stupid movie. <laughs> Preen would like to talk to you about that, but that's for another time. Yeah. Fare thee well. Good night, everybody. Night. Thanks for the whole you know, Spiel Geekade podcast. 
check out our Patreon. I could go look at the script, but I'm not gonna. I'm really tired. Um, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Family. Family. <laughs> Family. Family.